I think Vaughn and I are feeling kind of the same way this morning, actually. We both thought this election talk was kind of overblown, but coming to the realization today that unfortunately it is not. Vaughn Palmer joins us now for the Vancouver Sun. Does that sum it up accurately, do you think, Vaughn? Yes, and good morning, Simi. And my quote of the day comes from one of the great comedians of our time, Lily Tomlin. And she said, no matter how cynical you get, you can't keep up. That's so true. And I'm realizing I wasn't cynical enough. So let me go through the reasons I discounted the likelihood of a fall election, because I think they all reflected well on John Horgan. And the first thing was I thought the government had done a good job of managing through the pandemic, and I didn't think they would risk an unnecessary election with the case count rising and the number of hospitalizations rising. I didn't think they'd prepare for an election in those circumstances. The second thing, John Horgan signed an agreement in May 2017, and he signed it himself, and so did all of the New Democrats. And in it, John Horgan promised not to call an early election, and I thought he would respect his signature on that agreement. The can other I, thing that I had in mind... Can I ask a quick question? British, pardon? Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, go ahead. So, given what you just said there about that agreement, if they are in a minority situation again, who would sign an agreement with them? Well, let's add the question. A guy who will repudiate his signature on an agreement that he held up to British Columbians as a guarantee of stable government for until October the 16th, 2021, if he'll, if he'll repudiate his signature on an agreement like that, which is the agreement that got him into mm-hmm. power, can you trust his signature on anything? So here's another thing. I thought the fixed elections in B.C. were an improvement. I've covered... British Columbia politics for a long time, maybe too long, some people would say, but I, <laughs> I remember the bad old days when premiers used to abuse their power and manipulate election dates, and we got a fixed election date in British Columbia to end that practice. It's one of the improvements I've seen in my time covering BC politics. And I thought John Horgan agreed with that assessment, because the current date that is written into B.C. law for the next election, October the 16th, 2021, was put there by John Horgan. I thought he thought fixed elections were a good thing. Um, If he's just for short-term political gain on his part going to call an early election, he's not only repudiating his signature on an agreement that he signed, which he's doing, and not only risking an election, and an unnecessary one in the midst of a pandemic, but he's also undoing what I regard as one of the few improvements in B.C. politics in the time I've been doing it, which mm-hmm. is fixed elections, which were designed to prevent exactly the kind of abuse we're seeing, which is a premier for short-term political gain scheming for an early election. So... You know, I recognize that I was wrong uh, about discounting the prospects for an election, but I think my reasons for discounting it were actually flattering to John Horgan. Yeah. And now I'm going, can we trust the guy? Is it possible that the lieutenant governor could say no? Not really. 
Um, you know, uh, Norm Spector, who was an advisor, constitutional advisor to premier and prime ministers here in BC, had a good piece yesterday in the Victoria Times yeah. columnist. He's on Global TV last night, and I think he's drawn the correct, and I because he's consulted the constitutional experts. Um, the lieutenant governor really can't say no uh, when her premier comes to her and says. Uh, after three years and three months, um, I'd like another election. Um, effectively, she'd be firing him, um, and effectively, we wouldn't have a government, so we'd have to have an election anyway. So really, um, I don't think uh, Janet Austin can say no. I do think, and there is some evidence of this, Inspector made the argument well yesterday on the front page of the Victoria paper, the lieutenant governor is allowed to warn and to offer advice. I think she could say, you know, Premier, we've accomplished something pretty impressive in British Columbia, which is all of our parties working together through the pandemic and not playing politics. Are you really proposing to throw all that away? And do we need to in the middle of a pandemic? That's about the most she can say. She could say, I'd like you to go away for a day and think about it and come back and see me. But at the end of the day, if Oregon wants an election, he gets one. And it's really up to the voters to deal with the question of cynicism and the risk during the pandemic and all that. And let's talk about how you got to this point. Because I think it was similar to what I observed yesterday was seeing all, the, all of a sudden some NDP MLAs saying they're not going to be running in the next election. I thought, well, boy, that's weird that they're all coming out on the same day and doing this. Yeah, and you know, we the Premier's office confirmed a week ago that John Horgan was asking people whether they're planning to run again, and, and Premiers do that. I mean, Gordon Campbell did it once, uh, like 18 months before the actual election, and shuffled his cabinet. So it doesn't necessarily mean that's the way you're headed, but yes, it added urgency to it. Um, you know, we've got uh, the one that one of the ones that surprised me, but when I thought about it, I realized it, and I, and I think this is a, a, co- a important comment on politics and the, and the stresses. It puts on people. Michelle Mungal, so the member for Nelson yes. Preston, and I thought one of the more impressive members of the Horgan cabinet. She took on the energy ministry after the last election. It's a tough ministry. She took it on in the middle of the controversy over Site C and BC Hydro, and I thought she handled herself very well in the House, very well informed. Now, she moved into the jobs ministry at the beginning of the year, which was I thought a bit of a sign that she wanted a change, and now she's announced she's not running again. She's young, impressive, but she's also a young mom, Simi, and I just go like... We've, and this government has got a gender-balanced cabinet, and they've done all kinds of things for child care and to make life easier for women in politics, but it's still a tough road. I have to respect her decision to put family ahead of career ambitions, but it's also a comment on just how tough the political arena is on uh, young moms. Yeah, so true. She's only 42, though, and, you know, you could see her back in the arena a few years down the road. Uh, Also, Murray Rankin. So Murray Rankin's an interesting one because uh, Murray Rankin stepped down as federal MP a little over a year ago. He was the MP for Victoria and announced he wasn't running again. So, uh, but since then, <laughs> I mean, let's put this on the reason why one has to be cynical, because I've recognized I haven't been cynical enough. He's been on retainer to the provincial government uh, to deal with these talks in the north uh, west 
or in the north over the Wet'suwet'en, uh, that First right. Nation who's hereditary chief and blocking the pipeline. So uh, the government put the number out uh, up to, I think, last June. The New Democrats had already paid him $122,000 plus expenses uh, on those talks, and they're not really going anywhere because uh, they just extended them and they're going to have to extend them again. Um, and now he's going to run for the NDP nomination mm. in Oak Bay Gordon Head, which is the seat that Andrew Weaver is giving up. And, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, so, um, you know, people can make of it what they will, but there he is. We're getting, by the way, the economic recovery plan today. And on the cynicism file, I'll have to note that this was a $1.5 billion blank check that was voted unanimously by the legislature back in March. And now the New Democrats are going to turn it into their re-election platform. Ah, BC politics never dull. Vaughn, thank you. Love it. Thanks, (laughs) Lily Tomlin. You can't be cynical enough. So true.